0: Before my dad comes to preach, I wanted to share with you an update on um, Brother Thatcher's mom. Uh, he just emailed just a few moments ago. And it says, uh, thank you for praying for my mom concerning her fall and broken leg. Both bones were broken above the ankle, but were in actual, uh, actuality more crushed instead of a clean break. They took her to, to surgery last week, but could, uh, but could not do much with it because of, of so much swelling. They did get it all pretty much back into pr- proper position uh, the doctors then screwed pins into her heel from the outside and ran rods up both sides of her leg on the outside and another across the front with a couple more pin screws in from the outside this is to keep it all stable until they could do actual surgery to fix the broken bones in about another 10 to 14 days or so my mom was moved to a traditional uh, transitional care unit where they are getting her up and into a chair and also to daily clean the pins and screws to prevent infection she'll remain in this transitional care until at least uh, at least until the surgery my mom seems to be in good spirit and is managing the pain i continue to pray that it progresses well and that she does not get an infection Uh, that would be a uh, that would not be a good situation i'll send out another update when i know more about the surgery Lord willing, we hope to be able to begin moving by the end of, by by this weekend. Uh, pray for us that all uh, all of that comes together and there are no major more major difficulties. Uh, thank you for praying for us uh, on these things in Christ, Don Thatcher. Uh, so if you didn't know, they uh, had been having to move out of their house. Uh, their um, wanted their uh, the landlord wanted their his kids to live there. And so uh, Ireland has a huge shortage of housing right now because of all the refugees. And so they had a very difficult time. They've been looking for months and months and months. And they finally found a place, uh, that's $2,000 a month. And uh, no, I think it was $2,000 more than they're paying a month. Um, And, but uh, if I understood right, it was going to be 3,000 or uh, more. And so it's just because of the cost of, of living there is getting so high. And so continue to pray for them, that that house will stay uh, available to them, that God would somehow miraculously bring the uh, the cost down somehow, uh, or God would provide for them uh, in some other ways. And uh, But they said that they're doing well, and so they're getting to move in, hopefully, this next week. So pray for them. All right, well, uh, Dad, why don't you come on up? Uh, Pastor Jimmy Wallace is going to preach for you.
1: that the older you get, the more of God's grace you need. And uh, it took a lot of grace for me to raise my kids. And well, I'm glad is I don't need grace to raise my grandchildren because that's not my job. Amen. But they're good kids. They're uh It's blessing to be here and uh, I want to if the Lord allows me to kind of preach a little series on the grace of God nothing amazes my heart and it has for all these years it, like the grace of God we don't any of us deserve it someone described grace as something we need but we don't deserve you ever stop think where you'd be if it weren't for the grace of God, we'd all be on our way to hell. Uh, but God's grace is the only thing that saved us. And it was God's plan for our salvation, for us to be saved by grace. Nothing we can brag about, nothing no reason for pride. Many people believe in work salvation, they uh, they can get proud and that they're holding on and hanging on and praying through or whatever they do but we don't have anything to take credit for because God does it all by his grace but we know grace is involved in our salvation first and foremost but what we forget is that grace God's grace is for every part of our life Uh, no matter where we are in life, no matter what we're going through, uh, we need God's grace. And uh, so we'll, you know, I found out that blessings comes when I, I do the right thing and I'm in the right place. But sometimes it's hard to do all that, although that didn't seem like much. Um, but we need God's grace. What is grace? Grace is God working in me and through me to make me what I ought to be. It's all by God's grace. There's no room for pride. There's no room for self-glory. All there's room for is just praise the Lord that he saved us by his grace, that he keeps us saved by his grace, that we live day by day by his grace. And uh, so all we have is just to praise the Lord for that. The word grace means a gift. That'll tell us something right there. Grace is a gift that God gives us for our everyday life. He saves us by grace, but he doesn't just drop us beside the road and say, do the best you can. Uh, You're on your own. No, every day he walks with us and he's with us. He leads us, he guides us, he directs us, he keeps it I don't know about you, he keeps me out of a lot of trouble. Amen. You think when you get old you couldn't get in much trouble. Uh, but I find out I can get in trouble real quick. And God's grace is there for me. What is grace? Philippians two thirteen is the Bible definition. <clears throat> for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure. So what is grace? It's God giving me the desire and the power to do His will. I've never one day of my life lived for the Lord and hated it. I've never preached one sermon. I I wish some of them could have turned out better but I didn't hate them. Amen. Amen. because God is God that works in us both to will, to have be willing to let him work and to work through us uh, and help us get the job done. It's his it, that's his, what he wants to do in us and the more we understand that uh, and understand the benefits of grace, the more we can appreciate God and the more confidence we can have in life. It seems like as I get older, my self-confidence kind of wanes. I, I feel my uh, frailty. I feel my weaknesses. And I need the Lord more now than I think I ever have. But that's okay because He's there just as much and more than He's ever has been. Aren't you glad of that? Say amen. Amen. He's, he's always there for us, working uh, and by his grace. Uh, so grace is operating uh, by God's grace. When we operate by God's grace, we work willingly and by the power of God. Uh, God just kind of gives us the power. Sometimes when God speaks to me and leads me, and what he wants me to do. I, I've preached thousands upon thousands of sermons, but it, I never stand behind this desk, but with my knees don't start knocking because my confidence isn't in me, it's in the Lord. And uh, he has to do it. So if things don't turn out good today, blame God. amen. No, God has no faults, but I I need him. We're saved by his grace. That's how it all started out. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. For by grace are you saved. Not by works of righteousness, which we've done, but according to his mercy, by grace, he saved us. Unmerited favor. We never deserved it. We've never deserved it a day since then. I mean, we don't deserve it throughout our life, but he saved us by his grace. Grace makes us willing and effective workers. Sometimes people that try to serve the Lord worry about their effectiveness and uh, whether or not they can do a good job. If it's a Sunday school teacher, uh, if it's a soul winner trying to witness for Christ, uh, if it's a pastor of a church. Anybody ever set out to do something for the Lord, <clears throat> they always get their the insecurity setting in. But it's really, we're just the vessel. You've heard that, haven't you? Throughout my life, I've just been a vessel. And God, it's God that worketh in you to will and to do of his good pleasure. Amen. That's grace. Willing. He makes me willing, and he empowers me to do. Uh, So really, it's a pretty easy job if you let God do it. If you let God work in your life, no matter what you struggle with in life, no matter what uh, sin easily besets us, we've all got those easily besetting sins how do we conquer them? By the grace of God. By the grace of God. He's the only hope we have. We had no hope of saving ourselves. He had to save us by his grace. We had no hope of getting victory over embedded sin in our life that we picked up years ago, had it, habits. And I, I never did smoke cigarettes. <clears throat> My dad smoked but uh, I had to smell it. <clears throat> I never really want to, got a hankering for it. <clears throat> in fact, I don't think anybody really smokes. The cigarette doesn't smoke and you're just a sucker. Amen. I know none of the Sunday night crowd. That we're all angels here. <clears throat> but uh, <clears throat> God has to do the work. And that's healthy. That's healthy to always depend on God. No matter how much you feel like you come to the place in your life and you say, all right, God, I've been here before. I've got this. I've got this. And that's when you fall flat on your face and he has to pick you up and dust you off. And you wipe the tears from your eyes. And you have to admit, Lord, I guess I didn't have it. I guess I didn't. I need your grace every day of my life. It just makes us willing. Uh, Grace makes us willing to forgive others. I, I know there's Christians that have a hard time with that for some reason or another. But I've been forgiven so many times by other people. I feel like I I have a lot of catching up to do to forgive others. Amen. Jesus said, he that's without sin, cast the first stone. Amen. It shouldn't be hard to forgive others because we've all uh, got much need of forgiveness. But grace is there to help. It helps us forgive other people. Ephesians 4.32, and be ye kind one to another. Kindness is something lost, hasn't it? It's, it's kind of lost in our society. You don't hear that word unless somebody's trying to have a fundraiser and put a slogan up, be kind to others, you know, so people will give. Um, but <clears throat> that's not a word that's used every day in our society. He says, be ye kind one unto another, tender hearted. What is tender hearted? Well, your heart is tender. When somebody else is hurting, you're hurt. When somebody else has problems, you've got problems. When someone else is in distress, you're in distress. Don't ever lose a tender heart. It's easy to get seared over. It's easy to get a hard heart in our society. We see so much, we hear so much. Uh, but the Lord says we're to be kind and always keep that tender heart for others, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Oh, he had to put that in there, didn't he? We're supposed to forgive others. All right, I know, Lord. Well, remember, I forgave you forgive just like I forgave you. You never had a time that you didn't need forgiveness. And I always came through by my grace. And I still loved you. Aren't you glad we've got a God that doesn't hold grudges or keep account of how many times He's forgiven certain sins. We have a God that didn't even say I told you so. Don't you just like to make love, making a mistake, and a friend tells you, "I told you so." I know, I know, you told me so. That didn't help a thing. But God forgives us, and He does that by His grace. He says, "And be ye kind one to another, uh, tender-hearted." I like that, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. We've got the example, don't we? Nobody has to wonder how to forgive. We've got the God of the universe that's been so willing and so able to forgive us throughout our life. I've never gone to my prayer closet and asked for forgiveness and come out with the same load of sin and unforgiveness. He came through. He forgave me every time. And I have a feeling I may sin at that time or two in the future. The bad thing, what I have to watch out for is my wife's not here any longer to tell me. Hey Amen. I got to listen to the Holy Spirit. Uh, she always kept me up to date whenever I did something wrong. And uh, But the Holy Spirit I've still got. And... Uh, He's so gracious. He's so kind. He's so tender with us. He's called our, well, another modern word for it is sidekick. It means one sit alongside of, parakletos in the Greek. The Holy Spirit is our one sent alongside of. If you're ever in trouble, you wonder where he is, don't look up don't look down, don't look around look right beside you that's where he is One cent sent alongside of he's always there when you're in trouble when you've made mistakes when you're in over your head he, he's always there to forgive us, to get pick us back up, to dust us off and put us back on the right track because that's just kind of God he is so grace gives us more uh, a more peaceful life <clears throat> with others, and it gives us uh, a more peaceful and tender heart. Uh, if you're allowing the Holy Spirit to work in your life through grace, you have a hard time holding a grudge. You have a hard time being hard-hearted and hateful and unkind. I'm not saying that doesn't come out from time to time in all of us. We get impatient. We're having a bad day. But it's not the norm. And the more we allow the Holy Spirit to walk with us, the more patient, more kind, more understanding we are with one another. Grace enables us to reign in life. <clears throat> what do you mean, reign in life? <clears throat> well, I have a little control over your life and the situations of life. You don't have to say so often, I didn't mean to do that. Well, that's what we say, that we really did mean to do it, or we wouldn't have done it. But it enables us to to rain. To rain what? Rain over our life. You know, we live in a society that doesn't have much control over themselves. You don't believe that? Cut somebody off in traffic. They'll chase you down, drag you out of the car, and beat you up. Amen. I didn't see you there. Well, I saw you. <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen out there, do you? Uh, people are not anything but patient. I've noticed that they are a little bit more patient since I got all this white hair. They just write it off say, oh, he's just an old goat, <laughs> you know. And uh, they let me slide. <clears throat> and I always forget how white-headed I am till I look in the mirror, and then I go my way and forget. But God's so good, isn't he? He takes care of us. So it allows us to reign in life. To stay on, stay on the top side, Romans 5, 17, for it is, By one man's offense, death uh, reigned by one. Much more, they that have received abundance of grace shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. We're on the top side. We're on the winning side. We're reigning in life because of grace. I hope, if nothing else, whenever you, and we're going to cover a lot more in the weeks ahead about grace, but grace is your very best companion, your very best friend. Grace is the element in which you make your complaints to the Lord. The Bible says, come boldly. Before the throne of grace. What is the throne of grace? It's God's complaint department. Amen. File your complaints here. Nobody else cares. Nobody else wants to hear it. Even other Christians. Amen. I'm being honest tonight. Amen. <clears throat> Only when the Holy Spirit gets control to our life can we set ourselves right aside for a while and listen to somebody else's broken heart. It's not normal. It's not natural thing to do. You try to tell somebody your problems and they look at you like, they don't say it, but they look at you like, hold on, hold on just a minute. You must have confused me as someone that cares. They look like that. Amen. Isn't that a shame, Christians? If your friend has a tear in their eyes, you ought to have a tear in your eyes. If they have a heartache, you've got a heartache. Amen? And the more the Holy Spirit has the control and the reigning power in his life, uh, in our life that he deserves to have, we become more like that. We have compassion, we care uh, about people. Grace guarantees family peace. Uh, Second Peter, I gotta look it up, I didn't, didn't write it down. I know it's in the Old Testament. I know it's not somebody's found it who has that Second Peter I didn't give you the whole thing did I 1 2 1 in verse 2 anybody have that yet Grace and peace. Isn't it wonderful that God put those two words in one sentence? If you have grace, you have peace. If your life is always full of bitterness and frustration and all kinds of problems... Grace isn't ruling in your life. What's grace? It's God give me that desire and power to do his will. Makes me want to, and he enables me to do his will. Uh, <clears throat> grace makes the weakest Christian strong. Second Corinthians twelve, verse nine. And he said unto me, My God is sufficient. For thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in mine infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. We can say, Bring it on, devil, because God's greater than them all. And uh, my strength is made perfect or complete in weakness. You know, when we realize our weakness, it's easier to yield to the Lord. It's easier to listen to Him because we're not a know-it-all. It's easier to allow Him to speak to us and to uh, guide our life and to get us out of the trouble that we got ourselves into. Amen? Amen. I'm I'm glad in all the years I've prayed for God to get me out of some trouble. He never once said, okay, this time, but next time you're on your own. No, he never said that. He always helped. He always got me through it. Many times it's my fault. Sometimes it wasn't my fault. But God was always there to help. It makes the weakest Christian strong. 2 Corinthians 12, But he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect or complete in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Doesn't matter what the devil brings on us. We've got the power of Christ resting on us. Amen. <clears throat> We can face anything. Doesn't matter how old we get, how senile we get, how we struggle. We have the power of Christ resting on us. I have to admit, I was a little bit concerned about preaching. I don't know why. But God promised that I'd have the power of Christ Rest on me. I'm far past wanting to preach the greatest message that the congregation has ever heard. I just want you to know you can have the power of Christ rest upon you for every need, for whatever you have to face tomorrow or next week or next month. Or throughout your life, you can say, like Paul, I have the power of Christ resting upon me. I'm not going to ever run out of power. As I get older and weaker, even then what I won't admit it, I still think I can do everything I did in my 20s, and I pay for it. Sore muscles and... We're weak, amen, but we have the power of Christ resting upon us to uh, get us through life. Grace is the finisher's strength, Zechariah 4, verse 6 and 7. Then he answered and said unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. If we can remember that, it's not by might. Next time you're worried about something, next time you're frustrated about some deed, you've got to get done some chore you have that you think is bigger than you and you're just not ready for it, that's a good verse. It's not by might nor power. Isn't that good? At my age I don't have a lot of might and a lot of power. But it's by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. A foot racer was in starting a race, and they all had their feet on the blocks, the starting blocks. And the gun fired, and he took a few steps, and his feet got tangled up, and he fell. And he sprung his ankle pretty good. But rather than just... Make his way to the side. He jumped up, and he ran the best he could. By this time, the other runners were half a track ahead of him. Had their laps to run, and they were finished a long time before he was. And he got. To the finish line, and he noticed all the stands were still full. They all were waiting and watching for this one man to get across the finish line. When he crossed, he thought there'd be a lot of boo- boo- booing and jeering and laughing and scoffing, but there wasn't. They all stood and cheered for a long time as he limped off the field. Our heavenly grandstands are watching us. They're cheering for us. Sure, we're going to fall. We're going to make our mistakes. But we jump up. We go again. And with the Lord's help, we finish the race. Paul said, I've run the race. I've finished my course. He didn't even say anything about where they came in first place. He said, Therefore, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. And not for me only, but for all those. What do you have to do for that? That love the Lord Jesus Christ. Christian life isn't hard. We've got the Holy Spirit. We've got the grace of God to continually remind us of our weaknesses and His strength. And we've got the Lord to help us run the race and finish. I don't want to be a Christian that did run. Also, so-and-so did run. I want to be a Christian that finishes the race. When it's my time to go, I don't want you to have to go someplace and find me. I want you to see me in church. If I can get here any way, I'll be here. Because I've got the grace of God. And you do too. Doesn't matter our age, doesn't matter our health, doesn't matter what strength we have. We have the grace of God that's able to give us the desire and the power to do God's will throughout our life. Well, this is a little sample. Don't take it as necessary the length that the message will be. But I promise you this, I'll try to figure out each week, by the grace of God, what He wants you to hear from me. I can't tell you what you need to hear from your pastor, but I promise I'm going to try to give you. And what I think you need to hear for a few weeks is the grace of God who can have pride and be self-sufficient if we understand the grace of God? And that is for us. Amen? Well, thank you for your attention. Let's bow our heads and we'll be dismissed. Pastor, you got anything else? Our Father, I thank you for your grace. I need it more now than I ever did. And I realize it. But I thank you is still there for all of us. Your Holy Spirit is there to minister grace to our heart and our life. Every day of our life. To get us through life and Not just get us through, get us through victoriously and effectively in influencing others for God and for good. Lord, I thank you for this time to share your word. It's a precious word. It's a righteous word. It's a grace-ministering word. Thank you that you've ministered grace to our hearts tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.